Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 110, Hallmark Publishing Needs Sweet Stories, an interview with Stacey Donovan, coming to you on Thursday, November 15th, 2018. I just finished talking to editor Stacy Donovan at Hallmark Publishing, and it was so much fun. I met her at a conference. I've been following her on Twitter, commenting on her funny posts and her interesting posts, and talking to her like person to person was really even more fun than I had hoped. So we had a great conversation. Now, we did end up having to keep it a little bit short because she very kindly agreed to actually record two episodes, one from the perspective of being a publisher, or that is an editor at a publishing house. And she talks today about all the things that you need to know about whether Hallmark Publishing is a company that you would want to pursue publication with, which I think they sound awesome. (laughs) And then the other interview is going to come to you uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. I don't have the exact date where she's going to be talking to us as an author. She's the author of Sunrise Cabin, which just came out in September 2018. So, First of all, let's talk about publishing. Here is the interview with Stacy. I hope you enjoy it and write down those dates. You could submit your story to Hallmark Publishing very soon. Today's guest is Stacy Donovan. Stacy grew up in central Illinois, earned her MFA in creative writing at the University of Arizona in Tucson, and was a master writer at Hallmark in Kansas City, where she wrote several gift books and children's books. She now lives in Los Angeles with her husband and their three rescue dogs. A true optimist, she loves stories with happy endings, random acts of kindness, and adventures big and small. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I have been talking about you and Hallmark for a couple of months on the podcast now. Wow, that is wonderful. We're still so new, so it's nice that... Appreciate you helping to get the word out. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and I have to start. I'm sorry. I also have a master's degree in creative writing, but that is not nearly as cool as you got to call yourself a master writer. (laughs) Isn't that funny that that's a real um, job title? Uh, So yeah, yeah, that's the, um, that's Hallmark, you know. um. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, you know what? I figured, why don't we just ask you, like, how did you kind of get started? How did you end up at Hallmark? You know, it's one of those things I always wanted to do when I was a little kid. I'd be in the Hallmark store. I'd read every single card. (laughs) It didn't matter to me that I didn't have any nephews, you know? (laughs) Right. You know, I started at Hallmark a long time ago, and it was a really a dream job, a really great break for me. Uh, I, I hadn't even thought about it. I was over at a friend's apartment, and she had the then they had a writing and editing portfolio that you could fill out, that you could do the exercises in the portfolio. And uh, one of my friends just had it sitting around her apartment and I thought, well, I'm gonna try that. Um, and so at the time they had, it was like 12 writing and editing exercises. It was really intense. I spent a really long time on it. Um, and uh, you know, I got lucky, I got lucky and so, um, that's how I got the job originally. So, um, and it was fantastic because you'd write cards, you'd write, um, you know, material for the website, kids books, gift books, all kinds of different things. So it was a really wonderful experience for me as a writer, definitely. Yeah. Wow. And did yeah. you do that after your master's degree or did you kind of do? I did. I, I went there right after grad school. Actually. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Just a few months after. 
Oh, what a great yeah. opening. Really lucky. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, and you know, um, prospects for MFA, people with MFAs in creative writing can be kind of dicey. So it really was very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, you and I have lived in a lot of the same places. I'm a Midwesterner born and bred. I lived in uh, Scottsdale and Phoenix, Arizona for a while. Really? That's so funny. <laughs> I know. I was wondering how often we've lived within 200 miles of each other. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I never imagined myself um, living in Los Angeles. Uh, so that's, we just moved here in late May. And that's been a big change and really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be a good segue into, did you move there for your new position? I did. I did. So when I started out with the publishing job, I was still in Kansas City, but um, it really was, everybody I was working with was in Los Angeles. So eventually I felt like, you know, I really, I really need to go ahead and make the move because it's so much better to be able to connect with people in person. So it was definitely the right thing to do. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Now, um, it's totally fine. My computer beeps at me sometimes. Oh, so I'm sorry. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Okay, so we've taken care of the sound zone on both of our computers, which is awesome. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, um, a lot of people, myself included, I was very happily surprised, but a lot of people are surprised when I've said Hallmark Publishing as a company, as opposed to Hallmark something and publishing something else. Uh -huh. So this yeah. is a relatively new company. Tell us more about it. Oh, yes. So uh, it's actually a business that I pitched to Fair uh, Media, the Hallmark Channel. So oh, I, cool. I had the idea for a while. And I, uh, so um, Hallmark Cards is the parent company in Kansas City. And Crown Media, which is Hallmark Channel, uh, the entertainment portion is a sister company that's uh, in Los Angeles. And I felt like uh, that sister company, Crown Media, that um, books would be a good fit, a good extension of what they were already doing on the channel with movies. And so uh, the way it came about is I creeped on the schedule of uh, the CEO <laughs> and found out when he was gonna be in Kansas City and I emailed him and I didn't know him at all. I emailed him and said, can I have a half hour to pitch a business to you? And he very graciously said yes. And so I met with him and told him about my ideas and that's and as it turned out they had already been thinking about this also so i thought it wasn't just my original idea they had also been thinking about it um so it was uh serendipity i would say and uh and that's how it it came about so yeah oh, man very exciting <laughs> yeah and so was it um did you have to pitch yourself as the director or did they just say yep and you should do it I guess when I pitched the business, I kind of pitched myself as the director also. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now, um, so when I was looking, I think at the Hallmark site and also just doing lots of Googling, because as soon as I found out, I was like, oh, how could I not have known about this? But by the time I found out, I think it was um, right before the RWA conference in July, maybe June right. or something like that. So you had actually only been publishing books for about eight months at that point, right? It was a real, yeah, not a very long time. And uh, we started out with uh, doing companion novels to the movies. So you have a movie 
and then a writer creates a book version of it and they add some bonus content. They add an epilogue that comes after the movie ends because sometimes people watch the movies and then they want to know what happens after the kiss at the end. Right. Uh, and so uh, that's where we started out and we started out with ebooks only. Um, but very quickly, we moved into paperback as well. And, uh, and then we moved into original fiction. So, uh, yeah. And so some of those books, uh, you know, could become movies in the future. Right. Uh, yeah. Now, the, the other exciting thing for you, you have had a year or two of really exciting things. The <laughs> other really cool part is that your book, your first adult novel, and I need to make sure that that doesn't sound like adult novel, but <laughs> your first non-children's novel was the very first of the original books to come out. You know, it was such a funny thing because um, in a I had developed a few storylines before for Hallmark Channel. So I, I, uh, there was a movie even before the publishing business started that I developed the basic storyline for and then the script writer did the, uh, wrote the script off of that. And so I had developed two more storylines that I was going to assign to other writers to, to turn into books. Um, so I got them greenlit internally with the programming team and then I was going to assign them. But one of those concepts, um, I couldn't let it go because I loved the characters so much that I couldn't bring myself to hand it off to another author. So I said, well, I'm going to write it myself. <laughs> and, um, and actually, I have published a few romances, but that's been under a pen name. So this is the first one under, under my own name. But uh, so I worked on it. And I thought that we would have a few other uh, original fiction releases before mine was scheduled, uh, but we just didn't find them in time. So then I was really nervous about the first one being my book. Yeah. And I even asked months beforehand, I even said to my boss, look, it's going to look really embarrassing if the director of the company, that's the first book is by her. And so we should push it off one year. And he's like, nah, no one's going to notice. So he didn't let me off the hook at all. <laughs> very, very anxious in putting that out there, you know, um, and very worried about what people would think of it. Luckily, uh, so far, people have really liked it. So uh, that was a huge relief to me. So, oh, man. Yeah. All right. But, so you, you and I talked beforehand that we're actually going to record two episodes at the same time. We're going to yeah. interview you as an editor and as a writer. So, yeah. um, so we'll cover more. People are going to want to know more about your, your writing path. So, so we'll do that more later. But one of the questions I was wondering was, um, and, and you just kind of alluded to, you know, being nervous, what people think would think, but what, what was um, easier or harder about being an editor as part of your job and being the person who assigns stories? And now you're the writer, you're on the other side. Oh, right, right. Um, so, and I should point out that um, most of our stories, I don't come up with the ideas for. It's just a couple of times that I've developed the storylines for them. So I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Um, so, but I would say as a writer for my own, you know, I've been a writer before, but for other publishing companies. And so as a writer for my own publishing company, I just felt such an enormous amount of responsibility um, to uh, make a good impression and uh, set a standard, you know, so it was just, I would say it was just a lot more, um, a lot more pressure. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Now you're the director of the company, but you're also so, and tell me, because I might have this wrong, are you also um, one of the editors, like a, a traditional publishing company that has editors who are handling authors? 
Yes. So I, um, I work with uh, several contract editors, but I am the, uh, the acquiring editor for it. And so, um, uh, when, so if we acquire a book that someone sent us the full manuscript, you know, I make that decision. I read the submissions. Um, I have some help with that. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And, um, and then some, but some books that come through agents start as a proposal first. And with that path, if I have a proposal, um, that does, gets greenlit, not just by me, but by the internal programming team. Um, so we like to be very consistent and have the movies and the books all tie together and be the really the same kinds of stories. And uh, because of that, uh, they have to green light a, a book that's on proposal only as well. So that's how it works. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, since I met you at RWA and you were just so cheerful and chipper and I was like, I got to follow her on Twitter. I think my phone only beeps when you uh, do a tweet because I think you might be the only person that I like and comment on really regularly. Oh, that's so funny. That's really nice. <laughs> but you, you've had, you've had some, some great tweets. They make me laugh and smile and... <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also are really super helpful and generous with the information for writers who want to know more about what Hallmark wants. So do you want to talk about that? Absolutely. And I try to be, um, I try to share as much information as I can because I know what it's like to be on the other side and submitting and just trying to find out what do they want? When do they want it? How does <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the best guide to the kinds of stories we're looking for are really the movies on the Hallmark Channel. And um, so the really wholesome, sweet, uplifting romance and, um, and the kind of cozy mysteries that we have uh, on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. And um, the, with the romance, um, it has to be a lot more wholesome than some people realize. And so people will say to me, oh, well, there is you know, there is one sex scene, but I, I don't show it. It's off, it's off the page. I, I, you know, you just know it happened. I'm like, no, we, we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> At RWA, someone asked me, is it okay to have like a secret baby uh, story, which is where she had her baby and he doesn't know about the baby. And I'm like, no, because they don't have sex. So how could there be a baby? <laughs> so, um, so it's much, much, uh, um, um, where, you know, I try, I sometimes use the term clean romance and some romance writers object to that understandably because, uh, you know, what they're writing isn't dirty. Uh, and I would never imply that. And I read all kinds of romance as a, as a reader in my own time. And I, and I write all kinds of romance. Um, but, uh, but I do use clean romance sometimes just because people know what it means. And if you say sweet right. romance, the industry term, not everybody uh, actually is familiar with that. Um, but it's a very, very sweet romance where as sweet and um, squeaky clean as wholesome as you can get. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, for people who uh, watch a lot of movies, um, you, you would say that it's G-rated. It's not even PG-rated, right? That's right. G-rated. Absolutely. And um, so we're looking for those uh, sweet, uplifting romances and cozy, cozy mysteries with a real emphasis on the cozy. Okay, um, so we really still like that feeling, that sense of place, um, you know, with the amateur sleuth. Uh, but, and um, for the mysteries, they don't need to have a seasonal tie-in. 
for the romances, we do like a seasonal tie-in. So Christmas, um, winter, spring, uh, June weddings, summer, fall, we really like to have that uh, tie-in, yeah, with, uh, with the story. Uh, which, is, which is really different from other publishers. Yeah. You know, and other publishers will sometimes avoid Christmas stories because um, they think, well, I can't, you know, sell it all year. Or they're, they're a little more, um, we're all in on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it works really well. So, yeah. I, I've been enjoying uh, traveling around the world and living in different places because of my husband's work. But I have to say, once once Hallmark Publishing and then, oh my goodness, poor me, I'm going to have to watch more Hallmark movies. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not in America. How can I do this? <laughs> but um, you know how now- Best research for a writer is to watch the channel, honestly, and uh, yeah. there's worse research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And, um, you know, for anybody, so uh, there's uh, about 45 or 50 com- uh, countries represented in our listener base. So uh, yeah. for anybody who's not in the U.S. and is trying to figure out how you would watch a Hallmark movie, um, there is a different Netflix um, catalog for each territory. So probably there's no Hallmark movies on Netflix in America because Hallmark is in America, I would guess. We have Hallmark movies now, which is a streaming service, but I don't know if it's available globally or not. I should know that, so I should find out. I will find out for you. (laughs) (laughs) I will try to sign up. But um, yeah, so if you're outside the U.S. and listening, um, I've found, I think there's three or four, maybe five Hallmark movies on Netflix in Sweden, so. Okay, great. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay. Yeah. Actually, speaking of that, I do get questions about um, settings, and uh, we, we will work with authors from anywhere, but uh, we do have a strong, strong preference for uh, stories set in the United States. I'll never say never with anything, um, but uh, it's extremely unlikely that we would do a story that wasn't set in the United States. So. Yeah. And Christmas stories, you prefer them to be in a location with snow? We do. Yes, it's very rare that we'll do um, a, a Christmas story that isn't in a snowy location. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I have to say, I'm really, really looking forward to having snow this Christmas, even though people have said, well, southern Sweden isn't really the snowy part. I'm like, I will take a train to see the snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Now, another thing you, um, you may want to uh, uh, elaborate on, or maybe what I um, mentioned is enough, but if uh, listeners already have an agent, they don't need to go through the same process. If listeners don't have an agent, you still have a process for how they could reach you. Can you talk about that? That's right. Yeah. So um, if you're a writer with an agent, the agent can email me directly to get my email. They can probably just direct message me on Twitter. That's what a lot of them do. And, uh, and as I say, if you're an agent and writer, we will look at um, proposal only to start with. And, um, but uh, for, if you don't have an agent, our next open submission period is anytime in the month of February, 2019. I expect we'll have a second um, open period in 2019 as well, because um, even though it's very hard to nail our exact kind of story, which is why I say watch the movies, you know, really help. Um, but even though it's hard to nail it, we do want to be open to new writers. Um, so, and it's okay if you don't have a big name because Hallmark's a big name. Exactly. So, we like be, so we like to be open to new writers too. Um, and uh, what else do I want to say about submissions? Um, I, the, our word count is 65,000 minimum. 
and we're serious about that. Uh, so, because uh, people do like send me short stories and novellas and write net, and who knows, we might have a call for something like that for an anthology sometime in the future. But for now, um, uh, the full length novels are our focus. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. And can I just say as a reader, thank you. I don't know whose decision it is, but thank you for making the book so reasonably priced as an ebook that I have no guilt about buying every single one of them so far. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we're leaving the ebooks at that price. Yeah. So. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a point at which I feel like, okay, this is as much as going out to lunch. And would I really go out to lunch today? Oh, this is great. I'm so excited because um, I submitted during your last open period in 2000 and well, it is still 2018, September 1. And uh, I saw something on your Twitter feed that you actually got a ton of submissions. We did. We are trying to climb out under them. And (laughs) for people who haven't heard back yet, it probably, it almost always means that you've made it through the first cut. Uh, so, um, you know, we usually do one cut and then, um, go back and, and, and then, and then look at them some more and more carefully. Uh, so we, but we did with, um, like, um, September, (laughs) we closed on Labor Day and September 3rd and September 4th. It was just this massive amount of submissions. Um, so we are getting through them as quickly as we can. Uh, we don't like to rush, you know, we like to give everything good consideration. Um, so, but hopefully soon we'll be all caught up again. Yeah. Awesome. Now when people, and I really hope that people understand too, with submissions, and this is something that's concerned me a lot, uh, since being on the other side of submissions. Um, uh, I, as a writer who was submitting, it was really, uh, hard for me not to take a rejection as a judgment of the quality of my work or of the, of the story I submitted or even a judgment of my talent or worth as a writer. And now being on the other side of it, I know how um, uh, flawed that thinking is. Uh, So, you know, publishers pass on good books all the time and they pass on good writers all the time. And so you really can't take that as an indication of, should I keep even trying to publish this story? Yes, of course you should. Should I keep even trying to write? Of course you should keep writing. <laughs> so, because um, it's, it's so much of it is about how it fits with the publisher's list and the publisher's needs at the time. And yeah. so you really have to keep those things in perspective, you know. I am so glad that you said that. I'm always trying to offer encouragement to the listeners. And I think that is one of the most encouraging things an editor could say. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it is, um, you, you can't take it as a judgment of your, of, you know, who you are as a writer or your talent at all. And I think that uh, mostly uh, writers succeed um, by, you know, I mean, you keep on learning, you keep trying to get better, um, but uh, also just uh, persevering and not giving up on your story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I've known people who, I've known people who have published a b- very successful books after getting rejected 20, 30 times. Okay. Right. Um, Those are and, great stories. Then that's, it's tough to get that many rejections and to not give up. You know, Jack Canfield, a, a chicken soup for the, the soul guy, giant franchise, right? Like, I don't know, like how much money does it make? Like a billion dollars? <laughs> yeah. huge. huge. So many titles in every country, you know. Um, his first initial book, 
uh, got rejected 144 times. A hundred, wow. can you imagine getting 144 rejections? I'm a pretty determined person. I still would have given up, to be honest. It, it, and back at the time, like, what was it, the early 80s or yeah. later? I didn't even know there were 144 publishers. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Right? Hey, digital publishing. Uh, you know how, how hard you have to believe in yourself to not give up. And he made like, I don't know how much, like a, a billion dollar industry out of it. That's you amazing. Um, so yeah, it's really important not to take one rejection as a judgment of your potential and to keep on writing, to keep on submitting, stick to your guns. You, you know, there's a reason you wrote that story just because it doesn't fit for one person doesn't mean it won't fit for somebody else. So, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I would give you a hug if I could, just because I'm so happy the way that you're just probably making people feel like I need to keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Well, listen, we have a little bit of a, um, you and I have a little bit of a scheduling thing. We're going to try to do two, two interviews here before you have to move on to other meetings. So let's talk a little bit more about, uh, let's see, any tips. um, And when I say any tips, what I'm, what I'm referring to is that I know that uh, you had a tip sheet out at RWA and also um, if you could give people your uh, website address, because I'm afraid I can't remember it, but there was a ton of useful information on your website. Yeah, okay. So um, the submission guidelines are at Hallmark Channel backslash hallmarkpublishing.com and then click on Write For Us, and there's our complete submission guidelines. And then I'll say, um, also, a place where a lot of story ideas will fall down is uh, because uh, for the romances, you really have to develop the arc of, if you have a a male main character in your romance, um, you really have to develop his journey as well. We'll get a lot of ones where he's just in love with her the whole time through. (laughs) It doesn't have any about it and that's a lovely idea but we like to see conflicts on both sides um and we like to see both characters what you call a character arc both characters um change and grow throughout the story not just one of them and so that's one place where um storylines will fall down a lot um then uh also um for a you know for a publishing company that likes stories about wishes come true and, and, and princesses and stuff. We're actually pretty, we actually want things to be pretty realistic when it comes to jobs and people's decisions to do things. And so like if they wind up staying in a small town for a while, they have to have good reasons to. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so working on the believability and the motivation for the characters can be really important too. So, so those are my tips. <laughs> Excellent, I love it. That's great stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, listen, I'm trying to think of anything else in, in our last couple of minutes here that we might be able to say on the, on the publishing and editing side. You've given already so many great tips. Well, I need to think of any other questions people have. Um, our contracts are really similar to other traditional uh, publishing contracts. The royalty structure is pretty similar. Um, we, all, we will never sign a contract that doesn't include movie rights. And that's because we want to make your book into a movie a lot of times. And so, um, and if it does get made into a movie, that's a 50% royalty to the author. Um, So some people have been concerned that we just are grabbing the rights and that's not how it works. Um, You get another very nice payday if uh, (laughs) your book gets made into a movie. And uh, so that's something people have asked about. Um, Trying to think of anything else, but those are some of the yeah. yeah. And I, I'm sure that, um, you know, one of the best things that people can do, you now have at least, let me see, do you have four original titles out now? 
plus we half a dozen. We have one fall book and uh, three Christmas books out now. Um, so they're just like perfect for snuggling up with, with some hot chocolate. Uh, so it's a great time to, a great time to read them. And uh, yeah, yeah. And we so, have uh, it, like 12 original novels coming out next year already. So yeah. Nice. So um, <laughs> definitely reading the, the list that you already have out would be another great way to do research. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. That'll really get you, give you a good feeling for what we're doing. Excellent. Well, I have to say, one of the other tweets that um, made me laugh because then I had to come back and, and put a, a separate comment. Uh, I can't remember if it was you or the Hallmark Publishing uh, Twitter address was talking about uh, Christmas in Evergreen, the movie, and then there is a, a special thing um, about you could get a free copy of the ebook somehow. I think if you watched the movie, right? Right, yeah, so Nancy Nagel's, uh, uh, so Christmas Joy was based on a novel, not a Hallmark publishing novel actually, by uh, Nancy Nagel, um, but we work with Nancy also, and um, during that movie, you could text a code to get a free copy of Christmas in Evergreen, which was great, yeah. So, so I wrote on there, something you know on the on the twitter feed something about oh i'm so sad that i'm in sweden and i can't see the movie and then i kept thinking why does this sound so familiar and i went to my kindle wait i read this book like four months ago <laughs> and, and then i tagged her in the tweeter in the tweet thing and i was like i am a huge nancy nagel fan just from reading this book because i think it's one of the best christmas stories romances oh, i've ever read so nice. That is so nice. Yeah, I wonderful. love that book. Wonderful book. So that is a good it's, one. To, it's wonderful to work with Nancy. She's so, uh, she's such a Hallmark kind of writer. Um, they made two of her, we made two of her books into, into Christmas movies already. Aww. And we have a new title coming out with her in February. That's our next release, The Secret Ingredient, right before Valentine's Day. It is darling. I know people are going to love it. Yeah. Sweet. All right. As soon as I get the, and so of course I've signed up for all the Hallmark Publishing uh, newsletter lists and everything. As soon as I get the email about pre-orders, I'm totally going to buy it. That's awesome. Huge fan. Listen, this has been super fun and great. I want to be aware of your time. So let me just say thank you so much for sharing all this helpful information with everyone. Oh, thank you for having me. I oh, appreciate it.